Bella. Welcome to Breakfast with Bobsy. Um, besides being an old friend, a dear friend, um, you are a powerful woman in, in the community in Hong Kong. And I've always seen you as not only a social activist, but also an educator, a change maker. Thank you. You're welcome. And I know you have quite a, an interesting past here in Hong Kong with organic farming and empowering local communities. And also you founded So Soap, which in itself was quite pioneering and we can touch on that. Um, but you're also a mother, um, you're an author, you've published a book, um, you've got an online platform called Bella Vita, which is about relationships, but with a capital R. And you're a woman of so many beautiful hats. And, you know, someone was asking me about you the other day and I said, well, she's so many things and she's not <laughs> one thing. And above all, you're a beautiful woman. Thank you. So, welcome to Breakfast with Bobsy. Yes, it's my pleasure. How are you today? Good, very well. Nice. Yeah. So, Bella, um, Tell me a little bit about what you're passionate about today, right now. What, what is your passion at this moment in at time? At this moment. Um, yeah, very interesting. I also know a lot of people uh, see me as doing, they don't know what I'm up to. Some, some people will say, oh, I know you as a um, bread woman. I know you as a peanut butter woman. I know you as a um, candy woman. Or I know you as a soap woman. So, like, they know me yes. by the things I do at different times. Yes. Different hats. <laughs> um, I don't see this is a problem, actually. Um, I'm the kind of person that I hate boredom. I've, uh, once the thing I have found, and, I've, and I know the essence in it, and I know why I'm doing it, it's like mission complete, and I can move on to the next thing. So, right now, my... Um, most updates passion is relationship <laughs> yeah because um, by looking into myself i found um, if i don't have a good relationship with myself and others actually whatever things i do is not really out of love or have the best impact yes because i know um, a lot of um, activism or campaign uh, when they do it they have to be result oriented you know, you need to talk about efficiency and you are driven by the results or what it brings back. Mm. But in the process, it may hurt the mm. team mm. or it may hurt others mm. if you're not doing it right. Mm. So I'm asking myself, um, would the result create, compensate the loss or the hurt by these people? Mm. Yes, that's why I'm going back to so myself. So it's almost like we lose track of the journey yes. because we're so focused on the destination yeah. and we don't realize that we're on a journey that yeah. is fluid and changing and dynamic every day because we're so, as you said, goal-orientated. Yes, yes, yes. And I found um, that is not right. Yes, actually um, it happens few years ago when I was doing campaigning mm. uh, with my team. Um, we are all social activists and I'm like banging on the table say you are wrong and you should not do this you should not do that blah 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 I was like I am right and 
you should do this way and this is wrong. And suddenly I found it doesn't help at all. First of all, my reaction of telling others fault is not, um, it's not constructive. It's simply not constructive. It, the person won't change because of your saying. And the thing, if, if, that is, if the, the wrong thing had happened, because it needs to happen, mm. I realized that mm. something needs to happen. And that is not because of that person who do it. It's because of Trinity. Yes. You know, it's, it's like... It's almost a lesson in letting go, right? Yes. Letting go of attachment to those results or... Yeah. Well, that's very powerful. Yes. Yes. And just need to trust that needs to be happen. Mm. Yeah. And then I found... Um, and then I realized that all, all I need to say is, oh, you have done great for whatever it's happened. Mm. If it's good or bad or whatever, mm. just appreciate what other has done and accept the fact that mm. it has to be like that. Mm. Yes. And since then, I have like changed 180 degrees. Wow. And yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and, but uh, in order to accept the fact myself has to be really uh, loved. I need to feel loved first before I can appreciate others' work, I realize. And then I, I go and do everything that I could feel loved physically, mentally, emotionally. I need yes. to feel nurtured before I can tolerate others. And this is the relationship you're talking about. So it's a relationship yes. with the self. Yes. Could you elaborate a bit more on that? Because, um, of course, now uh, the platform I'm doing, like Bella Witcher, I talk about intimate relationship, uh, mostly talking about men and women, mm. because that is the most general thing people are concerned and usually have problems in. It's always very popular. Yes, and popular as well. <laughs> and I realized that if we could manage our relationship with ourselves, actually, um, the relationship with the partner is just a reflection. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I want to extend. Yes, extend that. And um, there's a friend who studied anthroposophy. She has a PhD, and she asked me, um, "Then why would I choose that man? Does it matter if who that man is?" Mm. She asked me. Mm. I say, actually, it doesn't matter <laughs> because it's your relationship with yourself. Mm. You want to. You want to be the best version of yourself by having relationship with that person. So he is like a coach for you. Right. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm, my latest passion. So if you have peace with yourself, yes. if you have peace within, yes. if you have peace of mind, then no matter what relationship you're in, yes, you will find peace, you will you find will happiness. Find and the same would apply for, say, an entrepreneur running yes. one's business, right? Yes. So if she, the entrepreneur, is struggling with her business and her employees, and then she better look inwards yes. and yes. reflect. Yes, that's what I've been through as well. Uh, with a tiny enterprise, social enterprise like us, uh, we've been through a lot of problems mm. and stress and pressure. Mm. And I found if I'm not good with myself, I cannot lead at yes. all. Yes. Now, of course, this is easier said than done, right? Yes. Um, could you guide, um, guide us a little bit on what tips you would suggest or what practice one has to do to find peace within one's relationship? 
Yeah, um, I because I realized that I've been doing all sorts of classes on learning masculinity and femininity, mm -hmm. and I realized that our world now is so much based on uh, emphasizing on the yang, the masculine power. Mm -hmm. That's why we want to be so aggressive. Mm -hmm. uh, we we want to earn we want to earn money because we will have power. Power is so masculine but we forgot about yeah. something that we can't see. Yeah. Yes, for example, love and warmth. No one can measure this, but these are like a feminine energy. And how could we get this back to ourselves is by um, doing what you love, actually. Not, not only rest. Everyone in Hong Kong is like having a so stressful life and so busy life. And they thought, oh, um, if I get sick, I, I do rest. Rest, for example, like um, doing nothing or yeah. sleeping is not enough. Mm. You need to do what you really enjoy and love to recharge yourself. Mm. Once you recharge that energy, and then you could be able to love others more. So you're saying one should follow one's passion. <laughs> yes, and do what you enjoy. Yes. Yes. And not, resting is not enough, or going on is holiday not. is not enough, or yes. taking a break is not enough. Yes. She has to discover her passion yes and then as a hobby or as that. a routine yeah. and she needs to do that three to five times a day they can be little things it doesn't has to be like big thing right it could be like having a walk um, doing a bath or take time practice a 15 minutes yoga every morning People will think, oh, I don't have that time. But we take it small steps, like 15 mm. minutes, and then uh, for the yoga in the morning. And then we have a dessert, like dessert will make everyone happy, I guess. <laughs> and for me, I, if I'm so stressful and I'm so tired, I will go somewhere that have um, really, really good dessert. And I would just indulge myself to have it. Mm. Don't need, don't put down your brain, don't need to think yeah. if it's healthy or not first. Treat because, yourself. Yes, if you, if you don't feel love, you can't love anyone. That's a very um, powerful point, Bella, there. If you can't love yourself, then how can you love others? Yes. So first, learn how to love yourself. First, have a successful relationship yes. with your own self. Yes. Before you can have a relationship with others, right? Yes. That's, that's beautiful. I think that's empowering for a lot of people. Yes, and when you have a um, problem come up with another person, ask yourself, what is it really the, the core thing that triggered this incident? Right. Yes, the fight, the argument. Uh, actually, it's not about the person. It's about yourself, really. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have past trauma that in the childhood or past bad experience that go back to there. So this is what you're passionate about right now? Yes. Is relationship with a capital R. Yes. Right. Yes. Not just relationship between man, woman, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yes. But relationship perhaps with, with gods? Yes. Relationship we... with the universe, with oneself. Yes. Yes. What I think of is relationship with a capital R, you know? big relationship, the one yes. that really matters. Yes, yes. That's great. Um, and then, uh, you know, you mentioned bread. So I know you as a bread maker. And uh, I've, I've tasted some of your delicious bread back on the farm. 
Yes. Um, and I've, I've watched you baking bread, and I love bread. Mana is originally one of the words in the meaning of mana is bread from heaven or sacred bread. So back in the early days when I was first coming up with the name mana for mana fast slow food, I had bread in mind and of course we specialize in flatbreads, yes. which is an ancient Arabic bread and we top it with za'atar and that's the cornerstone of mana. So bread is, is intimate to me. I love bread. Tell me a little bit about bread. Yeah, um, why I became a baker? Um, because I was living, first of all, I lived on a sailing boat uh, mm. when I was 19 years old. Back in the good old days. Yes, and I was living there for three years and I was living in a Michelin chef. And he taught me like all kind of cooking, like Western cooking. So I become, I, I start to have a good taste about food. Mm. And then um, I, I start to realize that because I was growing up in Hong Kong and like everything is shop, you buy things, you don't make your own things. And then at that time I realized that oh we could actually make food that is so delicious by ourselves. Yeah. And then I start uh, making bread at that time. And because I was living on a boat, I have nothing better to do. I make bread for the swans. I feed them every day, the wild swans. Amazing. <laughs> and then I, after, after my daughter was born, um, we moved to the Philippines, leaving the boat, leaving the yachty life, and we moved to the Philippines. And I'm so bored there. And I found the bread is not so delicious there. It's mm. all white and mm. sweet. Mm. And then I opened a bakery in the Philippines. What was it called? German bakery. Yes, it's, in, it's on the Boho Island. It's like uh, one hour boat ferry from Cebu. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of European there. And so you had plenty of customers wanting yes, to Yes, and there's a resort and so I, I sell bread to the resort. And making bread actually makes me feel grounded. Mm. Because I was living in a super big house with like five housekeepers and two nannies looking after my daughter mm. and I cannot communicate with a lot of people there because the people there is quite different. It's not I, I can't find any friends there mm. and I become, um, I have the disease that you eat a lot and then you go exercise. I don't know what you call that disease. You Sounds just like eat. a very common disease. Yes, <laughs> you, you, you just keep eating and then you do exercise but you still feel not happy. Yes. It's an emotional illness. Imbalance, yes. yes. And then I just, I just have to do something and I start making bread and making bread start to solve all those emotional problems and then because I, I make so much that I can't eat it and I can't give away so I need to open a bakery to, to keep myself happy. What a beautiful thing to do and it was successful. <laughs> uh, that is the time when I don't know how to handle intimate relationship right. because I was so much into the bakery I was working like 16 hours a day. That you forgot about your partner. Yes. <laughs> So those, those, that was a good lesson then yes. for now, right? Yeah. Yes, at the time, I, I've never read uh, Men from Mars, Women from Venus. Mm, <laughs> if, I would, if I would have read that at that time, I would not have a divorce. I think that should be <laughs> uh, mandatory 
the curriculum. Yes. In the yes, educational yes, curriculum. Yes, yes, everyone, you know, especially when they're teenagers, yes, young teenagers, yes, they, they everyone should learn should about the difference between the masculine essence yes. and the feminine essence. Yes. And what John Gray calls Mars and Venus. Yes. Wouldn't that be powerful if, if, if the young ones learned sure. about that? So yes. To be more balanced and understand what to expect and yes. not to have this illusion of the prince met the princess and they lived happily ever after. Right? Yes, yeah. I think that's doing a lot of damage to, yes. to the young ones, especially yes. the girls, because they have this illusion that there is one prince for them. Yes. And then they latch on to the first prince lookalike. Yeah. person and then they get heartbroken and it happens yeah. again and again and again and yeah that was that was a powerful book yes and Books. as a woman growing up in Hong Kong yeah. like I I didn't know men and women are different I thought so-called uh, equal like yes. I, I mix up equal white with um, equal personality I think mm. this is totally different yes and I thought oh women should be independent but then I realized that we should be compatible, not independent and not that kind of equal. I trust, of course, gender equality, but not. But many women are really different. Yes. They should be equal, yes. but not the same. Absolutely, I concur. And we need to understand that. Yes. We need to understand it. It's what I think of as the essence of the feminine and the essence of the masculine. Yes. Or what ancient Chinese have called yin and yang, right? Yes, yes, yes. And again, this is something that should be introduced to the educational curriculum. Yeah. Would, would create a lot more harmony in the world. Yes. But just coming back to bread, so for me, bread is about abundance. It's about heartiness. It's about nutrition. It's about groundedness. Yes. It's about using the hands. Yes. Talking about baking bread. It's about making something with your hands that comes from the earth. It's very earthy and then you put it in the fire and you bake it in the yes. fire and it comes out and then the aroma of fresh bread is just one of my favorite smells. Yes. So the whole concept of bread I've always been very attracted to. I'm not a baker but I'm always attracted to the essence of baking and you've experienced that. Yes and uh, baking bread is actually very different with making cakes. Right. I love making bread because every time is different. Yes. You could not expect the same bread every time you break, you bake it. And that's, that's the attraction of making bread, I yes. think. Because it, it just changed with the temperature, with the humidity, with the climate, everything. Mm. Yeah. And you can eat it every day, but you cannot eat a cake every day. Correct. The bread of life. Yes. But now, of course, so many people are intolerant to gluten yeah. and many people are also allergic to gluten. Actually, spelt. And yeast as well. Yes. I think it's the um, problem with the whole food manufacturing system because why people are allergic to gluten is because of wheat. But yes. people could tolerate spelt. And spelt is the Asian wheat, the yes. Asian grain that is um, before they make, that they do hybrid growing. So it's a more ancient yes. crop. Yes. More ancient grain. Yes. So you, you support eating spelt, right? Yes, yes. And then yes, buckwheat and yes, other, yeah. Yes. That's the problem is we put wheat in everything. Yes. In biscuits and soya sauces. Yes, because in, it's, in, it's, in, in it could be cheaply made now. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So yeah, I mean we're we're aware of, of the problems of feeding 
yeah. the world of, 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 of the food system is so corrupt, you know, globally. And most people don't understand where their food comes from, how it comes to them, yes. where it's coming from, yes. and at what cost. Yes. And especially the cost now, not only to our own health, but to the health to the of the planet. planet. So that's why we emphasize so much, you know, diet change, not climate change. We have to change our diets. We have to change the whole relationship with food. If we are not only to become healthier, but also to survive, because we have a growing population that is just devouring all the natural resources and eating the wrong types of food. And but I picked up this, this poster here, and it's, it's the World Food Waste Day, and we're talking about food. We waste so much food. And in Hong Kong, we're one of the world's largest food wasters. Yeah. And it's not just food that we could eat, but it's food that could be turned into a resource, yes. to compost, to make soil, yeah. or to generate energy. So every day in Hong Kong, we're throwing away... One-third of the waste to the landfill yes. is actually food. What kind, yes. all, all kind of food and That's the equivalent of 200 double-decker yeah. Hong Kong buses, every day full of yeah. organic material, yes. food that's being thrown away. Yeah. What a waste. So Monday, May the 29th, is World Food Waste Day. And in Mana, we celebrate that. So anyone who finishes their food gets a free cookie. Really? Gets a beautiful oatmeal cookie. All they have to do is finish their food on, in their box or on their plate. Or, but also, the Mana members, they get free cookies on on what we call community days. And this one, this month, is World Food Waste Day. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, you, you've, you've been involved with so many things, Bella. And another thing that people have a, a good feeling towards is soap, especially natural soap. Yeah. Because soap means cleanliness, soap means hygiene. And you as a soap maker, you pioneered So Soap, which was a wonderful concept of using um, local materials and perhaps local waste to turn into soap, but also empowering women and local people to manufacture a product that not only is eco-friendly and, and, and healthy, but also generates an income for the community. So let's talk a little bit about so soap, so making, and social activism yeah. or so social entrepreneurship. Um, actually, why I went to be a soap maker because um, because after making bread, I know making bread has a very short shelf life. Yes. If uh, because I was selling bread in the market at that time, um, every month I only work one day in selling bread in the market but before that I need to work like 24 hours to get yes. the bread made but if that day happens to be raining then my month will be gone and I start think to think um, what I could make by my hands to have a longer shelf life and then I'm going through my own spending what I would spend my money on I would only buy organic vegetables and stop but soap made in Australia. Mm. At the time, I, my daughter was uh, four years old. 
and I want to take care. That was ten years ago. It's ten years ago, yes. <laughs> so I want to take care of her. I don't want to do something that I don't believe in. I don't want to take part in conventional commercial uh, projects because I don't see a point of helping people, making more money and damaging the earth. Yes. And I'm having a list of my own of finding a job. First, it cannot create any pollution. And then it needs to um, not worsen any social problems. Third, it needs to uh, be close to my home. Yes, we uh, working within the uh, 10 minutes walk and then having flexible working hours. Yes, this is what I call organic job. Mm, yes. Organic job, I like yes. that. But then, in the end, I cannot find any job like that. Mm. So I need to create my own. So I, I go through my list of the things I spend and then I found soap making that made in Australia. And then I asked myself, why I cannot make this piece of soap by myself? And then I learned soap making by myself. And then after I make it, um, actually it's quite easy. Mm. And I did a lot of research. I found out um, women 200 years ago make all the soap by themselves. Mm. Why we cannot make it today? Yes. And then I start making the soap and selling to those organic shops that I buy from. Mm. <laughs> and all the people are so good. All my old customers, they love me so much that they, they buy immediately from me. Yes, that's how I because start. Because they trust you and they know who you are. And they know yes. that if you're doing something, it's going to have integrity. Oh, I'm so, I feel so lucky to have their support. Were you calling that Bella Saponi at the time? Yes, this at is the time. Before So So. Yes, this that is, is Bella before. Saponi, yes, right? Yes, that's yeah. called Bella Saponi. And at the time I did, after 30 months of doing that, I found I was still alive. And I'm living well with my daughter. And I found this idea could expand actually. I'm in the mode of expansion. Because uh, after 30 months, um, I pay all the debt of, of the first business. And I found um, I, I need to expand. But I didn't want to expand like a conventional retail shop. I know how the end would be. I will be opening a retail stop in Central or Causeway Bay if I ex expand like that. But that is not what I want. Because I see that other people would be my staff, but they don't enjoy the freedom that I have with, yes. with, a, with a sustainable family life. And then I think I should share that skill with more women. So that becomes um, a social enterprise concept. Mm, mm, yes. Mm. And then I, uh, during that time, I've also worked for an NGO on a food recycling project. So I know how NGO works. Mm. I had a bit, a bit experience on it. So the first concept is to collaborate with other NGOs because they have their service audience mm. that I can share the skill with them. Mm. Because after all, I believe um, natural soup should be enjoyed by everyone, like organic food. Mm. It should not be limited by how much money you earn or mm. what your um, incomes are. Yeah. Yes. It should be some like basic human necessities. Mm. That, that means every building should use soap. Yes. but not conventional cleaning products. And then I start to have that concept of having different production districts in, in Hong Kong mm. that could supply their own soap, yes. that is local, local. Yes. Yes. And so the concept, very nice, but to execute is extremely difficult. Of course, because you're executing an organic concept, an yes. organic idea. 
in a world that is anything but organic. Yes. So it's, it's almost taking something that is um, <clears throat> universally good for humans and the planet, but trying to apply that into a system that is not so... Yeah. It's a clash of two worlds. Yeah. And this has always been a challenge for me as well as an entrepreneur in Hong Kong. Yes. You know, starting 25 years ago of wanting to do something for the community, by the community, that benefits the community, but then coming across these brick walls yeah. that are in your way. And you have to negotiate these walls and you know, you're struggling to make ends meet and cover your own costs. Yes. And you have these beautiful ideas that will benefit everyone. But conventional business is saying, whoop, wait a minute. Yeah. And they apply conventional business rules to you. Yeah. And then they take your money or yeah. they cheat you or deceive you or, or put barriers in your way. So I, I have a lot of sympathy for social environmental <laughs> entrepreneurs who are yeah. trying to be change makers yeah, in one of the that. densest materialistic consciousness yes. cities in the world. In the world yes. And here you are trying to make a difference and you have full integrity but they're not seeing that. They're thinking, oh perhaps it's, you know this really person's difficult. a bit naive or they yes. take advantage of you and so I feel I feel for you know Yes. All that you went through at the time. Yeah, but I, I really feel lucky and blessed that we are still surviving until this day. And, um, and we also learn. I really learned a lot during this process. Yes. Um, because in the beginning, I think, oh, I should help people. After four years, I've realized that this concept is totally wrong. Mm. No one needs any help from anyone. Mm. Because um, from my experience, of, uh, I thought I should help the underprivileged people, mm. but I, could, I don't have the skill. Mm. They, it, it takes a really social worker skill mm. to really uh, support someone to walk out of their comfort zone. Mm. I don't have that skill and I don't have that training. Mm. So I encountered a lot of difficulties. Mm. And I realized also they need the support that we cannot offer it needs really a charitable organization or a social welfare organization yes. to provide that. Yes. And then we, we learned that. So now we collaborate with, uh, with like-minded partners, NGO, to do that, mm. but not execute by ourselves. Yes. At the same time, we collaborate with people who are ready, like people who want to shift their career. Mm. A lot of women in Hong Kong now, having families, maybe they're professionals before, but they want to change their lifestyle mm. and they want to build up their own career, their own thing. So we teach them how to start their own business. Mm. Yeah, so we, we are, uh, we, in the beginning we have one direction only and now we split into both directions. Right. We do both. This is under which umbrella? So-so. So-so, okay. Yes. So you're still involved with so-so? Um, yes, but not on the operation. Right. Yes, I do the training for the soap makers. Right. I host the business camps, right. but business operation, um, I, I can't do it. I just cannot because no. I can't do the invoicing. I do. I need it's, to revise not, ten it's, times. It's not right. It's not right because <laughs> for one invoice. you can't be everything in one go. Yeah. You know, you can't be 
left brain strong and yes, right brain yes, strong, yes. masculine strong, feminine strong. Yes, yes. And this is something that our society is, I think, is only just waking up to. Yes. You're very good as a social entrepreneur, as a change maker, but doesn't mean you have to be a very good business person as well. Yes. So other people can do the business aspect. And this is one of the challenges of being an entrepreneur, is yes. you have to be everything. Yes. And it's not, it's not natural for humans to be good at everything. If you're an artist, you're very good at art. If you're yes. a musician, you're very good at music. If yeah. you're a change maker, you're very good at making change. Yes. If you're a social entrepreneur or environmental entrepreneur, you're very good at that. But our society demands that we know how to do business, we know how to do management, we know how to be the social workers, we know how to be everything in one go. Yes. And it, it's not good for, for the brand, it's not good for the yeah. business, you know? Yeah, so I also um, learned how to collaborate with people. Because I found, I realized my weakness is I cannot confront people and I don't want to confront. Right. But actually confrontation is sometimes helpful mm. for an organization or team for whatever you do. Right. As long as you are teaming with other people, yeah. You actually need to confront artists sometimes, but confront in a good way, of mm, course. Mm. And that I, I need to really learn. Yeah. <laughs> what a journey. Yes. What a journey. And the journey continues, right? Yes. And it's the journey we have to enjoy, not yes. the destination, because yes. there is no destination. Yes. There is no, you know, palace in the sky. That yeah satisfies everything we do yes. and, you know there is no ideal husband or boyfriend no, there no. is no ideal no, job there is yes. no ideal bank account yes this illusion of always working towards something in the future yeah. is a very powerful illusion yes rather we should be focusing on working for the present yes. and who we are today and what we can achieve today because after all all we have is the present. Yes. The past is gone. The future is unknown. Unknown. But now sitting here having a conversation. Yes. And now can actually change the future. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. And talking about change. Yeah. Um, putting a lot of your energy now right into Bella Vita, right? The social platform you have. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Actually, I'm very inspired by the woman in the 1950s. And I have an unspeakable like, um, attraction to me, mm. the, this era. The image and of what how people dressed and oh, the lifestyle. Not only how they dress, it's yeah. the women essence inside, like Grace Kelly, for example. Mm. The people at that time is so attractive and mm. I start to look into why. Mm. I studied like um, beauty, fashion, history to find out why. Mm. Because I'm questioning myself. Um, I'm always not a pe person or woman who, who love to do a lot of beauty beauty things and I found I'm too masculine for a woman actually. Mm. I don't enjoy of being a woman mm. but by learning from my teachers I've, I realized that 
um, women from 100,000 years ago, they love to put on makeup, they love to make themselves beautiful. This is a way of nurturing themselves. 100,000 years ago? Yes, yes, a uh, couple hundred years yeah. ago, yes. Uh, women do all kind of this to nurture themselves. Yes. 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 And I found this is not um, something that capitalism put into people. Of course, they make profit out of it, but this is something has to do with women femininity herself. Yeah. And then I look into the uh, 1950s women. I found why women that time is especially feminine because post-war, of the post-war period. Everyone in the world, in the Western world, is still desperate of women going back become women. Because during the war, women has to fill in men's position of doing a lot of things. Not just in the West as well, in the East too, right? Yes, in China yeah. and Japan yeah. and Southeast yes. Asia. Yeah. Yes, but uh, the resources we could see is mostly from America or US right. uh, in the West because of the films, for example. We could tell the difference. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I got a lot of information to study that. Mm. And in the war period, they could dress um, like a man only. Um, the, the clothing are plain and the colors are not, not beautiful. The yes. shape is not beautiful. It's almost like everything was black and white, right? Uh, or, or green, yeah. or like army, or yeah. brown, like Gray. that. Yeah. Yes, but from the late uh, 40s to 50s, it's like a big change. Mm. Because we, men also desperate women going back become women. Mm. So they designed, like Christian Dior designed a new look, the dress. It's really so feminine. Mm. It, it attracts our eyes, mm. and I found out um, no one would resist a w woman's beauty. Mm. No one on earth. That is the power of femininity. Yes. You don't need to being loud. You don't need to being strong in in that way. But actually, you need to be really, really strong inside mm. to express this femininity. Mm. And then, oh, I'm like. Um, found my new passion to study all these women and that is really powerful I think yes uh, for me I always believe in sustainability and social activism and social justice these kind of things but I realized we can't fight using the masculine way it doesn't work no. because the conventional way or the problem problematic system is already very masculine and you cannot crash this masculine system with masculine methods. It doesn't work unless you have like a nuclear <laughs> thing, but then we will all die. Right. It doesn't work. Right. And so we should use feminine energy. And what is feminine energy? It's the, it's the, you just let people feel the love and people will be open. I think being open is the first step of communication. If there's no openness between two, there's nothing to communicate and there's no hope for further change. And I start um, changing myself. I really feel it and then I start changing myself um, from how I think, how I feel. And yeah, I just change it. And, and I've been reading a lot and learning a lot of how the powerful women handle in the intimate relationship. Yes. Anything interesting there? Very interesting. <laughs> Any examples you want the to most, share? The most, the uh, most, 
you know, when a man with a woman uh, together, uh, the man has the natural instinct of go, need, needing to hunt. Mm. This is from thousand years ago right. to hunt. So a woman to him is is something to hunt. Mm. If a woman in the relationship she loses herself in after after the beginning she loses herself she loses like she don't put herself as priority in the relationship but put the man as her priority the man will lose interest in her mm. because there's nothing to hunt anymore. Mm. It, I and then I study the, the examples around me. Um, I have a a pair of auntie and uncle. Um, example they are well over 60s mm. but they are really really good when they, they have a 40 year old daughter when they are watching TV they would still like uh, holding other, touching yeah. each other the man would touch the woman but the woman would say no 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 like that but their daughter is like 40 plus so how could they uh, maintain such a passionate relationship mm. um, is the woman know how to find her own happiness she likes to play mahjong, mm. the Hong Kong traditional style yeah. way. Beautiful game. Yes, yeah. and she, she knows how to find her happiness. And when the man sees a happy woman, the man will feel successful because the man will think it's him who makes the woman happy. Mm. <laughs> and, she like, and he will like to be with the woman. But the woman would need to learn how to control her willpower. The willpower is not to lose herself to the man. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. This is not a manipulation game. No. It's a training. It's a training. The woman really need to need to believe in that and she really need to act like that. Whether or not the man is there, she needs to love herself, she needs to prioritize herself. Mm. She needs to put herself first in anything. Mm. She needs to feel what she wants all mm. the time and she don't need to ask, she only needs to command what she wants. Mm. <laughs> and man has a natural instinct, they want to serve. Mm. I'm watching Game of Thrones, you know that American yeah, drama? I love it, yeah. Oh, I finished six seasons completely. When's the new one starting? You meant to start uh, this, in May, this, no? uh, this summer, I think July or something. Oh, midsummer, okay. And then I totally understand, you know, the Queen Daenerys. Yes. She is like a perfect example of how a woman should be. Mm. Every man, all the knights want to serve her, mm. to help her reach her goal. Mm. Yeah, that's how I see women should become. This is fascinating and I, I, I feel what you're saying and I, I think I understand what you're saying as well, you know. And I'm, I'm a man who's always been around beautiful women and, you know, I always tried to understand the feminine, the essence of the feminine, and my understanding is that the essence of the feminine is love, but not the essence of the masculine. Yes. The essence of the masculine is consciousness. Yes, is, yes. Is, yes. is um, consciousness to ground the love. Yes. And this is something we've never understood. And going back to what we were saying earlier, I wish the young generation or students would learn all of this. Yes. Um, so I, I feel what you're saying, and, and it's, it's a, such a beautiful subject, we, we could go really deep into this and talk more about it. But I want to touch on the 1950s you mentioned. And I noticed on Bella Vita that what you're wearing is sometimes 
feels like you're dressing in the 1950s style. Yes, yes. You know, with the ribbon in your hair yes. and the beautiful pretty dress and then, you know, there's three Bella Vitas on the screen. One's a homemaker, one's, yeah. you know, and, and I, I, I understood that and I felt, oh wow, that's a 1950s look. But also 1950s is the era um, where the West peaked. Yes, and it, it In it its fall. masculinity. Yes. And it was an illusion that everything was available and yes, there was yes, yes. natural resources that were yes. abundant and yes. the planet was yes. infinite yes. and, you know, it was the peak of materialism Yes. and, you know, the sky was the limit from a material perspective yes. and that was the 1950s yes. and after that it realized that it could go no further yes. along a masculine. Yes roots we had to incorporate the feminine and that's when the 60s began with yes, the hippies yes, which yes. were very feminine yes, yes, yes. and feminine art and feminine yes. music and yes. love and more love and peace and and then that started to bring the world away from the masculine towards yes. a bit more feminine and we haven't balanced yet Hong Kong has always been a very masculine place yes. right because it's a cap capitalist materialistic um, consciousness so we need more femininity in Hong Kong, and I'm not talking about women, I'm talking about the essence. Yes. We need more organic food, we need more social entrepreneurship, we need more art, we need more community. Coming into unity, community. And, you know, you're a beautiful woman and you're my guest today and we're talking about the essence of femininity. And, and I think you symbolize that as well. Of, um, what it really means to be a successful woman. And it's not how much money you have in your bank account. It's how much love you contain within you and how much love you can share. Um, so for, for me, the, when you mentioned the 1950s, I'm like, this is a very powerful subject because something I love to talk about with my guests and on the show is the transformation humanity is going through. Yeah. the shift in consciousness we've been going through and this is a subject that's very very dear to me and I've always felt that if we understand that we can relax we can understand the much bigger picture and then we understand why the masculine energy is so dominant why we're destroying the mother yes. nature why we're harming and spending our natural resources and so on and so forth so let, let's talk a little bit about this transformation humanity is going through. I really, um, I really feel women has the power to take part in this. Uh, just imagine, if all the men in the world are so happy with their women, who wants to go to war? <laughs> right? Nice one. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. If, if people are all in harmonious relationship, they feel so loved. Nobody wants to go to war, nobody wants killing. Because war is masculine, it's yes. an expression of aggression and yes. power. And, and why they seek that satisfaction? Because they don't feel the love from, from, from somewhere they need to. Yes. And women, I believe, has the power to I don't want to say women can change the man, women can never change the man. But women, wise and smart women, will inspire men to do something good. Inspire. Mm. Mm. Very good point. 
Yes. And this, this, this shift that humanity is going through is we're moving from the masculine towards the feminine. Yes. So that we can achieve some balance. Yes. But in Hong Kong, for example, the women are all become men. Yeah. In, and in the Western world, yeah. women are like men, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That is the, where the, the most imbalanced um, situation in the world, I think. All women become men. They work as men in the workforce. They work in, as a man in the company structure. Yeah, behave and they, like men. Yes. And, and, like and they would wonder why would the man have an affair. Yes, of course. Yeah. That is wisdom. Yes, I really think um, women could change it. Yes. 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 And this, this is this is at the heart of the paradigm shift, because um, one of the hallmarks of the last two thousand years, three thousand years, has been the dominance of the masculine energy. And today we need and we are bringing back the feminine energy, the yin and the yin and the yang. Um, and without that, there will be no transformation. We will not transform into a higher state of consciousness where we see all of creation as one. Yeah. So this is a very important topic. And um, with, with Breakfast with Bobsey, it's, it's um, at the heart of what I like to talk about. And, ask change makers in the community like yourself to come and today's angle is a bit more um, interesting in a sense that we're touching on the masculine feminine aspect of this transformation very powerful and um, I so resonate with what you're saying yes. and so you're seeing this change in Hong Kong right you're yes. seeing more and more women become men but I see. But you're also seeing the opposite, no? Uh, I'm actually I'm advocating the opposite. Yes. But I also receive a lot of challenge. Yes. Because a lot of women who may experience this kind of um, dissatisfaction in relationship, they don't resonate, and they will start. Uh, what you are talking about? Uh, they will challenge me by advocating. Uh, women should embrace the feminine accents back to being women yes. and they would not they would challenge by saying um, you're talking about we are going backwards yes right they missed the point yes and of course uh, I have like 50% of the feedback is also very supportive because um, a lot of women experience this unhappiness in relationship yes. and in the society and they find no way out but inside deep in their hearts they feel something with what I said they resonate with what yes. I said and they are so happy that finally somebody speak yes. out yes. Yeah. Yes. and so I'm yeah I also need a lot so let us focus effort. on the small amount of people who are changing yes yes and let us not focus too much on the masses that yes, are yes. moving yep. more towards a hardened aggressive yes right yeah so this growing number of people that are transforming yes and you're meeting some of these people and you're yes, talking yes, having yes. conversations yes, and, yes, okay. yes because I'm writing this in my weekly column and I'm doing it on YouTube and talking about these changes and your weekly column is being published in HKET net okay yes. but it's it's in Chinese it's for in now, Chinese, right? yes. would you consider translating it in English and publishing it in the English media as well 
maybe. <laughs> because we have so many women in Hong Kong who don't speak Chinese or yes, read Chinese, yes. and they tend to be really into the yoga movement, yeah. the health movement, entrepreneurship, um, and obviously they need they need this form of guidance from you because the, the solution is not to become more masculine as a woman. The solution is to become more feminine as a woman. So if you can find a way of translating it and then tapping into the English-speaking media, which is a global English-speaking media, because I think it's a very timely message and you will find many open ears and open hearts and minds hearing your words. And this is very, very powerful. Perhaps you could maybe um, write something for our social media in the future, for Mana. Mana is essentially a feminine business. It's about nurturing. It's about love. It's about protecting the environment. It's about respecting Mother Nature. It's a conscious business. It would be great. That would be awesome. Mm. Because um, I have really, really good feedback from women who is learning my techniques. Mm. Because I really, uh, talking about the concept is like that. I think most women would understood and agree. But on the execution level, it's really, really difficult. Yes. You know, it's really, really difficult for women not to criticize men. <laughs> yes. It's really difficult. Absolutely. And. But I've been like really practicing for four or five years. And the other years. way too, for men not to criticize women, right? Uh, I think men sell, uh, the, the ratio of women criticizing men is larger than men right. criticizing women. Yeah. Because men tend to not express it. Yes. He feel distance. Yes. He would just withdraw, but yeah. he would not comment. When women get together, they talk about men and yes. what we call they gossip. Will, yes, yeah. and they will cri even criticize men in front of him yes. as well. Yes. And it's really hard to not criticize, but really have to. If women know the consequence of criticizing men, she would not do it. Yeah. For example, uh, if there's a couple um, moving into a new house, they are talking about whether to hang a picture on the wall. Uh, the men would want to hang it there. But the women think, oh, the hanging there is ugly. Mm. Um, so she would start criticizing men. Oh, no, don't hang there. It's what a bad taste, for example. And or why would we don't hang it here? Here is much better. Mm. Um, if the woman would know, if she would win the argument, but the man's ego or or a faith or feeling of like a man being a man is destroyed. Mm. Would the woman um, resist her uh, insist her opinion? Do you understand what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. If the woman would understand, uh, if you what. What's the importance of where the picture hangs? Just let it be. Yes. Just don't criticize it. Just yes. let the man decide yes. what he wants. Yes. And the man would feel, want to protect you and want to care for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And now the women are talking about, oh, I have to work as well because the man is not earning enough for the family and mm. whatever, whatever. Mm. But they don't understand. If you are criticizing the man and making so much decision and taking control of his life, how would you expect a man can protect you and care for you? Yes. Wonderful insight. Yes, yeah. it's so simple. And this earns you a feather. <laughs> this earns you a feather. Oh. 
These feathers are from the Dayak Indians of the Borneo rainforests, one of the world's oldest rainforests, at least 150 million years old. And it's being destroyed for the production of meat industries and dairy industries and palm oil. So the Dayak Indians are losing their forest very rapidly. And they are warriors um, by nature and they live in the forest, they live off the forest. It's their home, it's their only home. And they are willing to fight if the bulldozers come any closer. And, and this is a sacred bird and what you're wearing as well is a sacred bird to the Dayak Indians. So this is a symbol of femininity and masculinity combined in one. Yes. And that insight you just gave is, is, is powerful and um, I hope plenty of women are, are listening to your message, um, especially the local women here in, in Hong Kong who have been trained since infancy and in China to be men yes, when essentially yes. they are women and they yes. should be women first and yes. foremost, but also to understand what yes. being a woman means. Of course we need to also build up our masculinity, but um, we need to know when to use which yes. is important. Absolutely. When you're at home in your intimate relationship, just let yourself be a woman. When yeah. you're at work, of course, you need to be strong and powerful. But then you need to be very skillful. Yes, I think it's, it's all our lesson to learn in this lifetime. I'm also earning my feathers <laughs> just by listening to you. <laughs> Yip, on that note, I thank you so much for having breakfast with me and uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you and your views on the essence of femininity and social entrepreneurship and empowering the local community and being a change maker in Hong Kong. Thank you so much.